Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. We're on that 40 days in the Psalms with Jesus journey. And today we're on Psalm 26. Psalm 26. And if you're familiar with this uh, process here, we're going to read the Psalm all the way through. And then we're just going to do a little commentary on it, especially looking to um, seeing Jesus in this Psalm, like his character, his ministry, something that, you know, just to know who he was, who he claimed to be, because he said all the scriptures pointed to him and frequently quoted the Psalms as a part of his prayer life, including on the cross. So we just feel like it's a, you know, if he points us in that direction, we should go there and look. And so that's what we're going to be doing together for 40 days. And so I'm going to read Psalm 26 all the way through, then just going to comment on a little bit of it, and especially how it can uh, help us pray and know Jesus more. So Psalm 26, reading from the ESV, reads like this. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord, and try me. Test my heart and my mind. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. I do not sit with men of falsehood, nor do I consort with hypocrites. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go around your altar, O Lord, proclaiming thanksgiving aloud and telling all your wondrous deeds. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men, in whose hands are evil devices, and whose right hands are full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the great assembly I will bless the Lord. The entire tone of this psalm is one of integrity of being on the inside who we appear try to appear to be on the outside, of being the same person when others are around as we are when no one's around. So it's about integrity. And the psalmist, which um, it says here at the top that David was the one who wrote this psalm, is saying that that's who I am. That's who I want to be. I am dedicated to the Lord. He is, you know, I really have a relationship with him and I need that to come out because there's people who are constantly hounding me, picking on me, bloodthirsty men, um, in whose hands, verse 10, are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. There's the, you know, what moves these evil men are the, the bribe, the worth, what's in it for me. And David is saying God is what's in it for me. Now, we know um, when we read the story of David, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings. We know that David was not always up to this. I mean, there was many times where the the most godly thing David could do was repent. You know, repent. But we know that God says that David's life of being of just being all out dedicated to Him, and when he screwed up, admitting it, repenting, walking in repentance, that God calls that as being after His own heart. And then turn that up all the way to perfection and we get Jesus. Jesus always walked in the integrity of his heart, always trusted in the Lord without wavering. And when he prayed that God would prove and try him and test his heart and show the steadfast love, then we know uh, that the ultimate way God did that was by raising Jesus from the dead. 
say this man is, you know, death is unworthy of Jesus. You know, he, Jesus is the son of God and in, in the spirit of holiness, he is too good for death. <laughs> you know, uh, death has no hold on him because death is for sinners. You know, the wages of sin is death and Jesus is, um, purity of heart and freedom from sin and devotion to God were proven in his resurrection, which is a good thing for us so that we can know we'd be saved by him. So how can we walk with Jesus in this then? You know, obviously by receiving his righteousness that he offers to us that he won on the cross. So that's where our right standing with God can come from is the free gift of God in Christ. But I wonder for our prayer, um, life today, what I was thinking, what I want for myself is, man, doubting and the Christian faith being constantly called into question and having, you know, everything from TV to movies to the internet to everything pushing on us and saying, your doubts are real. You need to doubt everything. Your, you know, your doubts are trying to tell you something. No intelligent person can trust in a, in a God. It's, you know, somehow, somewhere, smart people have proven that this God thing is not true, and they just work on us and work on us. And what I've noticed as a pastor and then in my own life as well is that when I'm constantly engaging with the world about my doubts, like even well-intentioned, like talking to the world, like watching the YouTube videos, trying to argue with it all, and just constantly engaging with my doubts that way, I begin to realize that over time I'm not bigger than my doubts, and I start to realize I'm not doing it the Jesus way. I'm not doing it the Psalm 26 way, which was bring that stuff to God. Now, I'm not talking about being weird. You can't watch anything. Don't read any books. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being weird. But I am talking about going to God more often with my doubts and my fears than going to the world, the culture, even even friends. Like, do I talk? Do I bring my doubts and things to God in prayer more often than I than I air them and entertain them and talk them through and watch videos and read books about them? And uh, where I see this in Psalm twenty six is just this prayer here, even in the beginning, verses one through three. Vindicate me, O Lord. You know, I've trust. I'm trusting you. This was Jesus's prayer, Father. You know, I know you always listen to me. It's what he said at the grave of Lazarus. I know you always listen to me, but I am asking you so that those who hear will see, that you hear me, that I belong to you, like I said. And so I'm coming to God, and I'm saying, God, vindicate me. I'm trust you. I've walked in my integrity. I tell people that I trust in you, even though I'm a sinner. I've asked for forgiveness. I'm not perfect. I'm not Jesus. And so that is integrity. I'm telling people, like, I know it's not me. I'm not the moral authority here, but God really is my Savior. Jesus really is the center of my world. I've walked in my integrity, and I've trusted in the Lord without wavering. Prove me, O Lord. Try me. Test my heart my mind. Some of us get nervous asking God to test our heart and mind. Listen, he knows already. He loves you. He died for you. He understands the things that are in your heart and your mind, and it's so important to bring those things to him. So go ahead, God. Can you see, is my heart, like, have I already kind of made up plans? Do I already harbor 
doubts in my heart because there's things my heart wants. And so I'm kind of making provision for the flesh. I've already got a little bit of a plan. Like if you don't work out for me, God, then I will go to this other source to find happiness and peace. Can you tell that's already going on in your heart? Are those seeds already sprouting up a little bit? Give it, say, God, search it out. Look right at it. Can you and me look right at this little doubt that's starting to take sprout up in my heart? Will you help me? And my mind, prove me, O Lord, try me, test my heart, my mind. God, can I talk to you about some of my squirrely thinking? Can I illustrate some of the dumb things I'm thinking right now? Will you help me? Some of the things that my mind's not big enough to hold, can I tell you about it? Will you help me? For your steadfast love is before my eyes. You know, I'm sitting with God and I'm saying, I see, you know, Jesus, the love and the victory of God. I see his cross. I see the ways that he's trying to protect me and help me. And his love is for me. So, yeah, I got doubts. I got things I don't understand. But bigger than that, God, I've got love. I've got the love of God. I've got the steadfast love of God. As I see it in Jesus Christ. And this was Jesus's way. He constantly leaned on the love of the Father. So the Father loved him. He loved the Father. He was in the Father. The Father was in him. That's where Jesus' strength came from, not elaborate arguments against all doubts, but a prayer life based on bringing everything to God and receiving that strength from him. Verse 3, for your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I walk in your faithfulness. Isn't that cool? I walk in your faithfulness. What a powerful prayer. What about my faithfulness? My faithfulness has got a lot of holes in it. I don't know about yours. Mine's a little peppered with holes. You know, I need help. I need to come daily before God so that I can walk in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And so that's my prayer, and I hope it will be yours too from Psalm 26. But you'll bring those first three verses, and I think you can see the rest of the psalm. You could keep going that way where you're bringing especially your doubts to him and saying, vindicate me, steady me, teach me, wash me, remind me of your love, so that we don't have more of this deconstruction. Um, I don't even know what I believe anymore. You know, I've seen so much. It's like, well, were you talking to God, though? Did you bring all that stuff to him? All right. Thank you so much for being along the ride for Psalm 26. I hope all of us will be built up in our integrity and faithfulness with God, and we'll see you. Uh, for Psalm 27.